Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to find some mood music and match levels, and uh, just give me a minute, all right? Yes. Where are you feeling? What kind of music? Phil Collins? No, I'm just kidding. In the air tonight. <laughs> yeah. You, should we do it? Do the best of Michael Mann. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Like fucking uh, running scared? Or that's Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. no was, Michael Mann is the guy who did like Manhunter and he did Live and Die in LA. He did um, fucking Miami Vice. What's a good yeah. time travel song? All right, here, hold on. Time tunnel. Time tunnel theme intro. Time no, it's a TV show from the oh, same people yeah. that put out Lost in Space and Thousand or Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Those guys, whatever. It was like green, green and blue, or something like that. Kinda. I used to watch it with my mom all the time, and we'd just be like, "Oh, ghost hunting for a while," and then we'd just fall into a bunch of sci-fi shit until she was just snoring. So. That's about it. That's an average night in New Orleans. My shit's fucking taking its sweet fucking fanny time. Didn't hear that. Tap th- microphone to try Dang. again. Here, man. Intro. Thanks for being patient with me for a minute, man. That's cool. I figured you like you're doing stuff, so. Fucking him. Oh my god. It's pissing me the fuck off. I'm almost ready. One, two, three. Dr. Jeebs. What's up, dude? Yeah, man. What's going down? All right, here. Testing. Say it again. What have you got for us today? I can't hear you, though, man. You got to... Why can't you hear me? I'm I'm right here. Can you, like, go somewhere where you can, like, talk a little louder? I'm... Talking just perfectly loud enough. I don't know why you're 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 unable to hear me. I just asked you what did you bring? What did you bring us today? Okay, cool. That's it. I got it. All right. What's up? Here, one, two, three. Hey man, what's going on? What did you bring us today? Doctor Jeeves, welcome back to the show. What you what, you smoking? What'd you bring us today? What'd you bring? What'd you bring? Well, you know, everybody's been fucking tripping out on a Mandela effect, right? And, you know, you are uh, kind of a hard person to get to convince that there's anything wrong with time at all in a way, right? I mean, I see some weird shit. Yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, I'm not seeing mass evidence, you know. Not, I, I think well, there's some weird quinky things, but but there is some there is something odd going on. Well, what do you think about fucking doing a show about fucking time quinky dinks? I love it. It's uh, all about the time quinky dinks. The shit's real. It's, it happens. I just I'm not I'm not hip deep in it. So what do you, what, what do you got? What do you think? Well, ever since I start, well, you remember, you're my doctor, so this is under fucking patient confidentiality shit, and by law, I'm handing you all my sociology fucking files that I recorded as pretending to be a fucking podcaster while I was just really kind of stalking people, 
So you can't turn me in. But you can go ahead and fucking analyze the shit with me. And you're just kind of a hard doctor sometimes to tell the obvious yeah, I, thing to, you know, from doctor to doctor. I, even though I'm, I, I, like I didn't really get a doctor, doctor, doctor. But you're not really a doctor, doctor either, because I already ran you through the interweb, and looks like one Wallace Peanuckle Von Schnauzer Mitzen. Where the fuck did you get that Groovin. name, bro? Groovenstelzen Mitzen. Oh well. It, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a long family name. I just cut it down to uh, Jeeps. Oh. G-B-B-S. Jeebs. Okay. Jeebs. Yep, Dr. Jeebs. I guess you can get away with that, Jeebs. But back in the day, you know... It is the society. I don't know. I bet you would have been hanged back in the day, maybe, for that. If they caught me. (laughs) But they didn't. They haven't yet. (sighs) Alright, so... I remember doing this show. It was right at the beginning. This is like show number two, right, Doc? And so, basically, it's I got on a time travel trip because we're both comic nerds. And you know, fucking Zack Snyder's Watchmen. We're very familiar with Watchmen. And I was trying to launch into something about the Anunnaki and Nibiru and mixing Sumerian text with the fact that Shiva would be the one that's breaking the timeline. And if you follow my logic throughout this, it will stop midway through the show and reflect on some shit. But, uh, you know, I'll see how you're feeling after that. How does that feel? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, time travel sticky shit. And what do I fucking know? You know, I'm not some fucking, you know, Einsteiniest fucking. But it it does feel like he's probably right about the parallel universe thing, and maybe people do jump at it too fast. But at the same time, you got to admit, like, it seems deeper than what a MK Ultra experiment, you know. Or like some mass bl- flash blinding or matrix takeover bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the Philadelphia experiment right in New York Harbor. No. But, you know, we'll probably talk about that way midpoint too, man. Anyway, <laughs> let's get the fuck to it, man. Let's time tunnel the fuck into this next episode. You ready, Dr. Jabes? Drop it. Fucking. Like it. Hot, like it's fucking hot, motherfucker, hot. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening and or good morning, wherever you may be across this great land of ours. From the Tahitian and Hawaiian Islands in the West, nestled in the warm trade winds of the Pacific, eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, with their own soft winds, south into South America, north all the way to the pole, and worldwide on the internet, and by the way, hello to my friends down at the Antarctic, at McMurdo. This is Coast to Coast AM, I'm Art Bell, and it's great to be here tonight. We are going to talk tonight about one of my favorite topics in the world, maybe my favorite, actually, time travel. In the first hour, I'm going to talk to time travelers, you, those of you out there who claim to be time travelers. Now, in the second hour, we're going to have actually a very serious guest on time travel, David Anderson, Dr. Uh, David Anderson, Ph.D., is a former United States Air Force officer, flight test engineer, and scientist who developed a passion for space-time study while conducting research at the prestigious Air Force Flight Test Center. Now, listen to this. For the last 20 years, he has been formulating and developing his breakthrough concepts in space-time physics and the study of time. His work led to the development of what uh, today is called the Time Warped Field Theory. 
Okay, <laughs> that's the typical beginning of a Art Bell classic show. Um, I always was interested in time travel, and I always was interested in these kind of time-space continuum gigs. Uh, one of the movies I thought was interesting when I was a kid was Black Hole, <coughs> starring uh, Robert Forrester... Anthony Perkins, who plays Psycho, of course. Uh, we had uh, uh, that fat guy from McHale's Navy. <laughs> I'm pretty baked right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, you get a, a hodgepodge of these characters. And Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes, the original one, doing the voice of Vincent. And Slim Pickens doing the voice of the country robot, Old Bob. <laughs> Anyway, it's about a, this group of people are sent out to find a rogue spaceship that's observing a black hole. They find the spaceship. It's being ran by anti-gravity to observe the black hole without getting sucked into the black hole. Uh, and it's supposed to be the biggest black hole that there ever was, you know. Disney was trying to come up with some shit to go against... Star Wars, because Star Wars was so popular at that time, so basically what they did was, that's what they had on their map. They sank like 20 million into it. That was a lot of fucking money back then. And, uh, for a movie, you know, that's Marvel budget now or whatever. Um, and really, it has the coolest fucking robot you've ever seen. His name is Max Million. He's like this half Cylon from Battlestar Galactica, half Darth Vader. He's bright red and has a fucking claw that can shred Anthony Perkins' bowels the fuck open in a Disney movie. They don't show the bowels getting fucked over or whatever, but, you know, you get to see the claw getting in there and all that other shit. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Trainwreck. Uh, the Trainwreck... It's not that great today. I have had good train wreck. It's an awesome sativa. Uh, 420. Um, we're going to go ahead and smoke some original glue. That seems to be what I've been up against anyway. And haven't really wanted to move past that. Which is kind of interesting for me. I like all kinds of shit. I'm a blue dream guy. All those kinds of sativas. Thinky weeds. Much like the reason I would start a fucking podcast and sit here in a fucking bathroom smoking weed talking to myself. Hopefully you're hearing it. Anyway, uh, Maximilian, right? He's this badass fucking robot. The Ernest Borgnine. He's the guy from McHale's Navy. He tries to pull this pussy-ass shit, too, where he fucking splits the crew. And he gets beat up by an asteroid and they fuck him over. It flies into an asteroid field. <laughs> When the mad doctor who's been trying to get into the uh, black hole, he's finally discovered. He's they discover the crew that showed up discovers. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> Nineteen seventy nine. Spoiler alert! They show up and uh, um, they realize that the uh, the crew is human. All the humans that were on there and the. Doctor went mad, killed them all, and then converted them into robots to operate the, the giant spaceship. And Maximilian is actually like some weird corpse in there, you're kind of assuming, or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure about that, dude. But anyway, something happened. It's fucking weird. The spaceship loses control at the end. It gets sucked into the black hole. Even the good guys are sucked in. And when it gets there... You know, you got this one part where the Mad Professor guy melds into Maximilian and they become one and all of a sudden they're on this giant rock in hell. This is a fucking Disney flick, man. Uh, you know, it's mature as fuck. I mean, it's like uh, one of those kind of assumptive philosophical fucking we're just going to do something crazy off the board bullshit kind of move. At least ten guys on the Disney board had just fucking done a fucking eight ball between them, which isn't much to get this movie rolling. And then uh, 
basically made that, you know. Uh, when they first, the bad guy melds into the robot, they end up in hell. The legions of all the robots that were transformed from the human crew are walking by on a fucking pathway, like a mile away from this robot stuck on this rock by itself, desolate. And then you get a fucking different view of the same mad professor being free. And he's flying down this, like, what appears to be, uh, you know, man's version of heaven or something with, like, a nice crystally gold-framed blah, 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 you know, kind of background. He's flying down a hallway, and, and then he flies off into the spirit world. Then you got the ominous fucking ending with this crew who goes into the fucking black hole. And... When they come out, they come out of a, the, the, pretty much the butthole of the fucking black hole. And they are flying into a new universe or wherever they're at. And they're flying to this crazy looking white planet. And it just kind of gives this thing like, oh, you're going to this place that has been waiting for us. Or I, who fucking knows what they were thinking? You know, um... It's it's a mature film <laughs> with a crappy story. <laughs> the only thing cool about it is that fucking the dude is actually there observing the black hole. And the way they drew the black hole, it's fucking great. All the effects are pretty great. Spot on. Just some cool ass shit. Alright, well, I'm going to do a hit. Anyway, uh, yeah. Black Hole is that first kind of thing where I thought they did something original with time travel. And I really didn't see it again until I watched uh, Twin Peaks. So, you know, Black Hole's like, what, 81? No, not that. It's got to be like 83. Or, I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Early 80s, for sure. I should know better. Shame on me. Um, then later on, you had Twin Peaks come out, and that was like, you know, a good decade later. A lot of shit happens in that fucking decade, buddy. Between uh, 12 and 13, and, you know, obviously we all know. So, to watch Twin Peaks, I was in my first death metal band. And uh, the guy who I had started the band with, Colostomizer, he was a Twin Peaks fan. The guy was into some cool shit. And that was one of the things I got schooled on. And when you're watching Twin Peaks from the beginning and shit, you don't know this thing's about time travel. You think it's more about possession than anything. But by the time you get to the end, you know, and then, of course... Twin Peaks The Return, 25 years later, after fucking Fire Walk With Me, and if you know anything about Twin Peaks, you'll know what I'm saying, and Annie shows up in the bed next to Laura, and she's like, dude, write this in your journal. <laughs> she doesn't say it like that. <laughs> That's my baked Annie. That's my baked over Annie. No, okay. She says, write this in your journal, you know, Dale Cooper stuck in the Black Lodge for the next 25 years. I don't know how the fuck they pulled that shit off. The only regret I think all of us that are fans wanted to see was uh, that Agent Jeffries would be played by David Bowie. All right, I'm going to stop right here from now on. Yeah, in Twin Peaks The Return, instead, David Bowie's played by a giant coffee tea kettle pot thing. I don't know what the fuck it is. And they try to make it sound like him, too, but it doesn't really sound like him. It sounds like someone doing a really bad David Bowie, Agent Jeffries impression. <laughs> anyway, it was perfect, right? <laughs> what can I tell you? Uh, all in all, you know, uh, David Lynch really knows how to fucking distort time. And I think that's more the reality of it. If Once you start fucking with time, that's what uh, a lot of all, all these time travel episodes and the butterfly effect and Twilight Zone and 
And then you got uh, the Avengers doing the Infinity War. And I thought that at the end, you know, Endgame, the last movie, where Disney knows about conspiracy theories and they subtly put it into their movies. Um, One of the things I thought was interesting was that they uh, did what they did in Endgame talking about the time distortion and da-da-da-da, but if they go back and they put it in a specific place and they can go ahead and keep the timeline solid. That's not fucking true either. <laughs> you know? You, to be honest, to, to get, you know, if you want to talk about real time travel experience conspiracy that's on the top of the board, to me it's the Mandela effect because <laughs> what I got out of it was the Mandela effect... First of all, a lot of people were like, oh, it's MK Ultra bullshit. I learned right off the bat, right when Mandela Effect shit started becoming really popular, it was like when I was like 16, 17, all of a sudden everybody's like, Mandela Effect. Uh, my friend Fernando, he's the guy who really taught me how to track Planet X or Nibiru. And taught me about the Nemesis constellation because I didn't even even know it was like this whole constellation, you know. And I didn't know that uh, there was our binary sun that was with uh, this constellation. So technically what that means is a number of planets, I'm assuming that all the planets that are grouped together, they're called uh, Titan, Hellion... (laughs) Uh, one's co- I can't remember what, it, but there's a green one called the uh, Harrington. <laughs> I'm like, where do they get these names? You got all these like rough biker name planets, and then and Nemesis is the name of the sun, <laughs> and then you got Harrington is the green little guy nerdy planet that follows them around. Anyway, uh, apparently they're an entire constellation. Okay, this thing's gonna fucking wreak havoc coming through, according to what. Zechariah Sitchin suggests through his translations of the Sumerian text. Finally getting the shit on the roll. Okay, so basically the Mandela effect would be caused by the Hadron Collider CERN, which is based out of CERN, Switzerland, right? And it runs under five towns surrounding it. And basically, it's the world's biggest particle accelerator. And what it does is they tell the public, all right, we're running high speed, you know, at the speed of light protons against each other. And they'll basically cause uh, the God particle so we can understand how the universe was made and blah, blah, blah. Or we can create a black hole. But in reality, the one, the part they're not telling you was that in pretty much like eight, somewhere in 80, in, I, I've heard both 80, 81, and 83. I don't know which one it is. But it came out of the Washington, D.C. Post, and it was about a planet that rivaled the size of Jupiter. They're talking about Nibiru. They basically found Nibiru, and then they eradicated the whole fucking story and took it out, never to be seen again, Right. So basically what happened was um, people were interested in that. Uh, And Zachariah Sitchin in 1974, you got to go back six years before that or somewhere in that time. And he translated the first cuneiform from a museum in Britain with the Sumerian text on it and basically tells the story about these guys being from Nibiru coming here. Uh, genetically creating us and then keeping it on this, uh, you know, us serving them as gods kind of celestial deal. And this goes on for a while and then all of a sudden they're gone. Okay. So basically what would have happened was CIA saw that it wasn't just Nibiru coming 
they could see this whole body coming and they could do the trajectory of it and how far it would move in optical units, which is basically 10 million mile units. And that inside of this 30 something year period that it would be here where it is right now. So basically what they did was they got a team of scientists together. One of the scientists, his name is Robert Field. Okay, but the Mandela effect affected this guy directly. How's that? Because Robert Field, his sister is Sally Field. And Sally Field is this actress. And she was in a movie when I was a kid called Smokey and the Bandit. And Smokey and the Bandit basically was <laughs> um, uh, Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, and Sally Fields. She had an S at the end of her name. That's what I remember. There was an S. Her name was Sally Fields. She was also known as Gidget the Flying Nun, or I think that was her name. You know, the Flying Nun. She was known as Gidget. Yeah, two separate characters. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, the Flying Nun, Gidget, and um, she also did this acceptance speech when she won an award for her best leading role or whatever actress bullshit in like 84, 85. And she did this thing. And you can look this shit up on YouTube. It's right there. But basically she says, uh, the, what I remember, she says, you like me. You really like me. And everybody in the world has made fun of that fucking line. But when you go back now uh, and look at the uh, what she actually said, she didn't say that. She said, and it's really, it really is eerie how different it is. And uh, she says, you like me right now. You like me. And it's not that she just says a different line. But how she's holding her energy and who she is at that moment and who she was versus the timeline I was exposed to. And I have to say it like that because everybody knows that that's not what fucking happened on my, in my timeline. Anybody I was exposed with to that and other certain things. And, uh, you know, it gets creepier than that because now his name is Robert Field. David Letterman put it together, okay? And basically, he had Sally Fields as Sally Field <laughs> on his show. And he's talking to her and baiting her on about the shit that she's doing. But then he shifts gears all hard and he asks her about her brother. Can we talk about your brother? Why do you want to talk about her brother? You're here to plug her. Anyway, okay. So she just starts talking about, oh, he just happens to be the guy who created CERN. And then not only does it get that airy, and she talks about it, she doesn't she doesn't know what she's really talking about once you start studying all the conspiracy bullshit around it. So Robert Field writes a retort <laughs> video back to David Letterman and says, Hey David, my sister doesn't really know what she's talking about. She's kind of funny like that. But I'll I'll tell you what, I'll invite you and the whole crew up to CERN here, which is just just stop right there. That shit's fucking eerie as fuck, okay? We're going to invite you guys up here, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, film, uh, a, you know, a Tonight Show with David Letterman up here. You know, I don't think that really ever happened. I never looked into it, but I'm pretty sure David Letterman was like, no, I don't think that's going to happen, Paul. And Paul's like, All right, hold on, I'm going to do a hit. Yeah, anyway, David Letterman's pretty fucking smart. Who knows what happened to him? But basically, outside of CERN, when you come in through the front of this gigantic, whatever, underground computer, 17-mile-long underground computer, <laughs> um, there's a gigantic statue of Shiva the Destroyer outside of it. And you know, if you know who Shiva the Destroyer is, I'm not even going to go into it, but she's coming out of a gigantic circle. And you can go do your own research about Shiva the Destroyer. Because that, in of itself, connected to CERN, represents to me time displacement or a quantum breakdown. Something like that. 
you got to imagine the CIA comes to Robert Field as a younger guy and says, hey, we need you to start working on that thing. You got, you know, till this time right now, basically, to get it done. So by 2015, they do get it done. I think that's pretty much when they activate CERN to move the Earth. They got to move the Earth away out of the pathway that they're in for this miniature solar system that's just going to come and cut through us like a piece of pie. It's just, it's small and brilliant. It's only, it's not even the size of our solar system on the inside like that, but it is coming through nonetheless. And, uh, it would be running over Earth right now. So CERN had to move the Earth. What they did when they did that, they broke the timeline. They fractured the timeline. When they moved the Earth out of the way of the Nemesis system, they broke the timeline. I haven't actually heard anybody say it just like that, but I'm, I'm glad I can say it like that. And I don't have to talk to anybody else right now, so I can just spit it out. That's pretty great. I'm glad I am doing this thing. I'm glad you can hear it, you know? And uh, basically what happens is they move the Earth and now you're dealing with a quantum break in what they call a Rosenberg Bridge. Again, Marvel, Thor Ragnarok, David Banner, or Bruce Banner, or whatever, <laughs> David Banner, not, the T, not Bill Bixby, but Mark Ruffalo's character on there, he's looking up at this anomaly in the sky above Asgard or something like that. Not Asgard, but whatever battle planet they're on. That's right. Um, and they're looking. he's looking up in the sky and he sees, uh, and he goes, that looks like a supernova eclipsing with a, Rosen, a collapsed Rosenberg bridge. It's like you couldn't have hit more of a conspiratorial line. I haven't heard anyone else talk about that either. But that one right there, uh, why would you even bring up a Rosenberg Bridge being collapsed? Well, when CERN moved the Earth, it collapsed the timeline. And, you know, I believe that there's these guys that are in charge of this shit. They're not even fucking from here. You know, uh, going into the Alpha Draconian shapeshifter conspiracy. And uh, and those guys being one of these 82 races of aliens that have been here, that shouldn't be here. And I say shouldn't be here because I believe in the Sumerian text. I believe what Zechariah Sitchin translated. I don't believe the way he believes in them. That's kind of difficult to explain because I'm a Gnostic, so I don't believe the way that he thinks that this group called the Anunnaki preserved Noah, whose name wasn't Noah in the Sumerian text. It was obviously something else. But would have preserved him after a high command of Nibiru was to kill Noah. Let that guy drown. Let his wife drown. Let everything drown. Um, all the animals, which were from different planets... Uh, according to the Sumerian text, cats are from Leo Minor and Leo Major, and the dogs are from the Canis Minor, which the pyramids are exactly under. And rabbits are from Lepus. <laughs> and then uh, the ones that are from Nibiru are... And I'm going to bring this up again on another episode, but... The ones from Nibiru that are animals that are compatible with Earth animals are the lion with the mane, um, uh, the donkey, uh, the bald eagle, the grizzly bear, and this one's a riddle because if you believe, okay, if, I'll stop right here. If you know about the Sumerian text and you know what I'm talking about, maybe you don't. This information's only been out for about 10 years. It's pretty fucking new. But I'm going to spread it, too, because I, I believe it, man. You know, the podcast is a good way just to say it and say it directly and say things I haven't necessarily heard before. 
but the sheep itself being brought from Nibiru, celebrated after they engineered us, and they wanted all these different animals from all over the galaxy. And then not only that, but we were modified over five different versions of Adam and Eve, which they're not called Adam and Eve. They're called Adamu and Tiamat. And they would have placed these specific animal DNAs inside of us. At least 20, up to 22 separate DNAs are inside of us like that. Um, that's a lot, you know, so when you see people that are like, oh, they're like a cow or they're like a, <laughs> a pig or a <laughs> they're, they act like a cat or a dog, you know, maybe they are, maybe they got, that's the overwhelming DNA in them. You don't know. Plus they're all from different points of the galaxy. So what are you going to fucking do about that? Um, the time travel part, you know, breaking the man, the Rosenberg bridge. Okay. For Marvel to sit there and callously use that line, for people like me who are that intelligent, who fucking heard that line, maybe you did too, I don't know. But if you didn't, it's not that you're not, you're just not, you don't know about it. That's all it is. I'm going to tell you about it. Rosenberg is some guy who smoked fucking opium with Einstein in the locker room and sat around talking about how there was fucking like a mirror version of Earth that just went on forever. Bam, 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 bam. So on each Earth, and DC plays on this, Marvel's getting ready to put out the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. H.P. Lovecraft did this shit back in the day. All these guys, Rod Serling, George Clayton Johnson, on and on and on. Fucking time travel. It's just a break in the thing. We actually did it. We fucked with the actual timeline. We're sitting in the middle of fiction, basically, now, because what we knew, <laughs> and now combined with up to four different, I've estimated up to four different parallel Earths are fused into this one little broken juncture, which eventually will break every Earth timeline. Now, uh, we don't know if it was here that it started, we won't know about that because of all these other Robert Fields created a, another CERN on their planet and they moved there, you know, it's probably trashed, the whole thing, you got to imagine. How the fuck do you fix a broken mirror? You don't really. All you can do is just toss it, you know, unless you're making mosaics and shit like that. Anyway, time officially is distorted. And I think the the scariest one for me was the Star Wars one uh, in real life on the Mandela Effect. And my stories for those were my guy Fernando in Staten Island had a beta copy of Empire Strikes Back and was like, I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure that this 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 line is not changed, right? Because he knows what the line is, okay? He's got a beta copy of this fucking thing. He knows that in my timeline and what my friends from there knew for sure was, Luke, I am your father. He never said, no, I am your father. That was some bullshit, okay? For my timeline, that doesn't mean that the other Earth that is now a part of my timeline didn't experience that one. So, you know, it's true on some level. It's just not true for my timeline. Yo, man, my boy fucking had a nervous breakdown. Okay? This motherfucker just wept into tears. Like, I, I, it broke his ass to see this shit. That's how hardcore it was. And for me too, man, I wasn't that, you know, I didn't lose my fucking mind on it, but I took the ferry back to Manhattan that night, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? I couldn't believe it. And I started to feel all think about all the MK Ultra bullshit that I've heard about. And I was like, well, it could be. But it just doesn't it doesn't seem right. Cause when you got that physical evidence, you know what I mean? And then the Sinbad shit where they fucking went to they went to Times Square and they talked to five thousand people according to this statistic fucking little test that they took, okay? And they went to him. They say, hey, do you remember Sinbad? And they're like, yeah. Okay. 
Everybody that remembers Sinbad is part of the 5,000, the first 5,000 people that knew, even knew who Sinbad was, okay? And they said, did he do a Black Genie movie? And 2,500 of them said, no, that was Shaquille O'Neal doing Kazam. And that's what they're thinking about. The other half said, yeah, it came out after, after Shaquille O'Neal did Kazam, and it was called Shazam. And so finally, they just went up and asked the uh, dude, you know, Sinbad, hey, did you make this movie? He's like, nope. But ironically, it ended up coming into manifest because so many people come to him saying that they fucking know he made this movie. And for me, I was sitting in a comic book shop and I think it was like 95. It had to have been like right at 95, dude. I was sitting in this comic book shop and I was reading... Faust, probably, back issues. And then I read this Wizard, and I remember that ad being in Wizard, Sinbad, as a genie. And Shazam, I remember the, I even remember the font stylization of it. And uh, so I, I do remember it. I remember it being there. But according to the timeline now, Sinbad never did it. Then he went back and told him, hey, man, let's do this movie. And so they use all these Mandela effects in it. You know, it's funny. But you see how fate will bring it back around, even in a broken timeline. You know, that's some fucking Twilight Zone ass shit, dude. It's going to start fucking with your head. You're going to be like, dude, I don't know. This Is this how I remember shit? Is this the way I... uh think it went down or did it really go down like this and then when you see how it did change now you have to decompartmentalize your uh, head I know I didn't say that right <laughs> but you gotta break that down and you gotta be like oh well this is how it happened now I remember sitting there with my friend he's another Star Wars fan this is the second part of that story that's only the first part the second part I'm sitting with my friend now and, I, and I've known this guy forever, man. He's just a huge fucking Star Wars uh, memorabilia to collector, you know, just the whole nine yards, man. <clears throat> and we were sitting there smoking, and I was like, you know that that, that line was Luke, right? And he, and he goes, no, it was always no. It was always no. And when he said that, I had to think in a very science fiction-y way and be like, dude, I know that this is my friend, but this is not the same version of my friend from this timeline. This is like an alternate dude sitting with an alternate me. Now he's sitting here and the other one's sitting there. Or who knows where the other one's sitting. He's probably freaking out too. Like, no, it used to be Luke, right? And everybody's looking at him going, no. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It works both ways, right? But we just shifted out and characters shifted out. And things aren't the same. You got different shit all over the fucking place, man. And different stuff and different animals. It's not really the creator just showing off, but man, you gotta imagine too that Nibiru coming through and this massive celestial body, man, that's the size of Jupiter. And then another sun with it and all this other shit. Six more planets besides that. Come on, man. You know, you're dealing with like 14 moons. Green clovers, purple diamonds, orange horseshoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. The shit's coming through, man. And it's like fucking dangerous shit. This fucking planet not only is responsible now for us having to move ourselves out of the way of it. So technically, you can't be too mad at Robert Fields. But maybe the way they're doing it is evil. And for uh, for all you know, they got a different way of what they're thinking about for doing it. But as far as moving it out of the way for us, that's great. But, you know, if they're not telling you, hey, we're going to move the Earth because this thing's coming 30 years ago, then they're not being honest to begin with and everything's just big business and we all fucking know how that works. You know, it's just all about the fucking money, right? All right, dude, I'm going to keep yakking it up. I'm going to take a break. I'll come back in a minute. I'm going to play another snippet from some uh, 
cool time travel shit, okay? Hold on. A lot of people don't realize what's really going on. They view life as a bunch of unconnected incidents and things. They don't realize that there's this, like, lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. <coughs> give you an example to show you what I mean. Suppose you... <coughs> Suddenly somebody will say, like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp. Out of the blue, no explanation. No point in looking for one either. It's all part of cosmic unconsciousness. You eat a lot of acid, Miller. Back in the hippie days? I'll give you another instance. You know the way everybody's into weirdness right now? Books in all the supermarkets about muted triangles, UFOs, how the Mayans invented television, that kind of thing? I'm gonna read them books. Well, the way I see it, it's exactly the same. There ain't no difference between a flying saucer and a time machine. So hung up on specifics, you miss out on seeing the whole thing. Take South America, for example. In South America, thousands of people go missing every year. Nobody knows where they go. They just like disappear. But if you think about it for a minute, you realize something. There had to be a time when there was no people, right? Well, where did all these people come from? Hmm? I'll tell you where. The future. Where did all these people disappear to? Hmm? The past. That's right. And how'd they get there? How the fuck do I know? Flying saucers. Which are really... Yeah, you got it. Time machines. I think a lot about this kind of stuff. I do my best thinking on the bus. That's how come I don't drive, see? You don't even know how to drive. I don't want to know how. I don't want to learn, see? The more you drive, the less intelligent you are. You may or may not be experiencing the Mandela effect. You don't know. Uh, according to what I believe, we all are. I'm just loading another snippet here of uh, original glue. Fortunately, even though we're on a parallel Earth timeline, I can still get some decent fucking butt around. Think fuck. All right, hold the fuck on. Let's smoke this fucker up. Fuck yeah. Oh, I felt that one. Oh, man. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this show. I could yak on and I'm going to about more shit. But I got a lot of shit to say and I don't want to fucking burn out. All this shit when I got plenty of time, obviously. Now, uh, what is time? You know, that's all it's about today. Time travel and shit. I'm not sure about that, you know? I just don't know. We'll get back to it. We're going to have more time, probably, even though, obviously, time's not fucking promised, right? But regardless, I'm going to do my best and uh, keep shooting these fucking little shit-isodes up to you out there in boredom land. So I know how the fuck it is right now, believe me. Alright, I'm going to leave on this track and this should pretty much wrap up this first Genesis fucking episode about fucking time travel. Which, like Art Bell, who's not alone, is one of my favorite fucking subjects too. I'm out, dude.
Bye.